0: Getting you out of the church and back into the wild, welcome to The Barbarian Prophet. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to The Barbarian Prophet. I'm Bert Eldridge.
1: And I'm Jonathan Bergeron, your producer.
0: And we are going to just kind of open up some discussion, some tit-for-tat that bounce back and forth between us over some current events that have been going on that we've noticed that definitely have an effect on the church. And it definitely has an effect on Christians in the church and how they deal with things and how the world conceives us and how we conceive the world. So, Jonathan, you and I were having a little discussion before we got going here. So why don't you fill everybody in on what we got up.
1: Yeah, okay. So I got this story from NBC. uh, And basically I saw it on Facebook before NBC. And it's just one of those things like when I saw it, like my blood like I, I wanted to throw tables just because it's so stupid, in in my humble and unbiased opinion. So <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so anyway, so here's a a couple of the paragraphs from that story. Just just overall gist of, of what we're talking about. Uh, quote: Tiffany and Albury Schaefer of Cincinnati were informed on New Year's uh, New Year's Day that their 18-month-year-old daughter Callie. Was diagnosed with an advanced neuroblastoma, a type of cancer that develops from immature nerve cells. A week later, the couple was informed that Callie was in stage four and in need of eighteen months of uh, chemotherapy and radiation.
0: Okay, now this is an eighteen-year-old, not an eighteen-month-old. Is no, that correct?
1: No, this is an eighteen-month-old. This is a this yeah. is a baby. Yeah, she's not even two years old.
0: Okay. And, and already going to face the very first part of her life yeah. with uh, having to go through chemotherapy even before we were crawling.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's just crazy when you think about it outside of anything. Right. So they started this GoFundMe like like most people do nowadays, and nothing wrong with that. But then this person, who I'm going to remain unnamed. Yeah, I, yeah. I prefer we do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Please, please avoid the lawsuit, Jonathan. Right.
1: Yeah, we, we got to at least wait till episode five for our first lawsuit. Right?
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, wait, this is episode six. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Go on.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so so her comment onto the GoFundMe page was: I was my prayers for Callie. I was going to donate seventy six hundred dollars to her, but I found out her parents are lesbian. I've chosen to donate the St. Jude. Due to the due to that fact, uh, screenshot of the message which Tiffany Schaefer shared in a public Facebook post. Uh, she went on to say, uh, "Sorry, I'll still pray for her though. Maybe it's God's way of getting your attention that she needs a mommy and a daddy, not two mommies."
0: So- okay, so. <clears throat> So what ground is she standing on that? Now, you know, this is not a debate on whether homosexuality is okay, correct? Right. I
1: I think you and I are both on the same page that that we don't agree with that lifestyle. But
0: we do not agree that we can love people. Exactly. But we don't necessarily have to agree with what they do that is wrong. It doesn't matter if uh, they're an addict or uh, they are involved in a relationship that is does not line up with Scripture. It doesn't mean that we cannot love the person. I mean, I know myself. I've dealt with um, enough people, even with Craig, a guy we're going to have on a, on a show here, pretty directly, or where he uh, he had me down at his tattoo shop, and I, we were doing a Bible study, and we ended up having a lot of people in homosexual relationships start coming to that bible study and when they actually start learning about christ uh, and we could set all the combat what i call the uh uh, not so much combat what i would set aside with them was their militant thought process i am mad at christianity because christianity is mad at me and that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Is that correct? Right. That That's
1: really what it looks like.
0: So, I mean, so this person um, was going to donate, and instead of just not donating, had to make a production to say, hey, I'm right, and you're wrong, and your baby should suffer because your lifestyle is wrong, so that it's God punishing you. Is that what you read?
1: Yeah, that would be my takeaway. I mean that that sounds exactly what she did in that case.
0: Okay, well, God doesn't punish children like that. Yeah, I, I mean, if God was an abusive, if he did everything that people say that he does, he would be guilty of being an abusive parent at least. Right. You know. <laughs> So I'm just I'm not okay. I'm not down with that. So, so go on with the rest of your story. Now, now this thing was twisting you up,
1: right? Yeah. I mean
0: you you came in here and you were on fire, <laughs> bouncing your head off the walls and beating your. I was like, man, don't break the computer. Right. Just let's talk about it. So here it is. What do you got?
1: Like, I I think this is just an indication of of a a larger problem I see within the modern church that uh, we're more focused on being right than we are on on being the church in some cases so so just like uh, she said in her post it's it's because I disagree with your lifestyle so I'm not going to donate is essentially what she was saying and I think it was a a huge opportunity that she missed that she could have uh, experienced a lot of growth from like helping the needy does not automate automatically mean that you endorse their lifestyle or even their parents' lifestyle in this choice. It's like you see someone with a need and you have this money. Mm-hmm. Right. And you feel called to give it, but then you get hung up on, on an issue. I mean, it it's
0: well, and it's, it's your issue. Right. That, that's the key thing here is that I'm getting hung up on my perceptions of how to deal with this situation. Did God lay this on me that that child's life gets changed? Uh, and, and I'm going to take you um, Jesus, uh, comes to where Jesus comes to the blind man. And the apostles, well, at the time, the disciples, they say, who sinned, Lord, him or his parents? Mm-hmm. And he says, neither is here for the glory of God did they deny this child attention that regardless of what the parents are doing that it changes the child's life and that child changes lives of thousands of people in the future right? because of the generosity of a person is that where you're at?
1: yeah I mean it's one of those things one small thing and in this case it's, it's a pretty good donation I'll give her that but but is it wow well, i mean not not compared to the guy that owns the rest of it
0: <laughs> well let, let's go to the rest of the yeah. thing let, let's just wrap our minds around okay. this here's one of the things that goes that goes amok is, is uh let me ask you this question john what is the opposite of love
1: just off the top of my head, I'd say hate.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll guarantee you all of our listeners said the same thing. Some of them may have said apathy, and they may, they may have thrown some, their own twist in there to show their intelligence. But most people are going to say the opposite of love is hate. But the truth of the matter is the opposite of love is use. When you use somebody. As that's a, true.
1: That's, the, that's what she did with that post.
0: She <laughs> used that to elevate herself and belittle somebody else. That's yep. an exact use. Yep. Okay. Now I'm going to go beyond that. That's that's a problem that I see in the generosity of a Christian to be in America. We use the poor. We use yep. the sick. We use it to pat ourselves on the back. We do this good so that others can see us doing good, and even if we say we don't do it to see good for them to see us, what we do is we go over to the Goodwill. We go over to rescued treasures here, where we're at, and we take our stuff that we no longer use, our junk, <laughs> and we—it's still in good shape, could still be used. We drive it over there. We pull around to the back of the building, and we and we leave it there. We hop back in our vehicle, and we drive off, and we pat ourselves on the back and said, I help the poor. And the poor, who has also started to use the church, says, thank you, I got free stuff. Mm -hmm. No exchange of Jesus Christ between those two. That's use. The way that we truly start to share with each other is through love, meaning that what we do is we... We step out and we go, I am going to give this to you because of our relationship between you, me, and Christ. What people need in this country is not more stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We, we have a 1,500-square-foot garage, and then we, we have a 2,000-square-foot house and then we go rent a storage locker to put stuff that doesn't fit in either one of those so we can visit it from time to time that's the ultimate in poverty mentality yep that's the opposite of what Christ has brought us to as a church and we've got to step away from that and i'm going to go back to your story are you ready yeah <laughs> going back to your story here's the problem is the person wanted to know them what she was not giving but i would be curious if she gave anything
1: right i mean cynically you it's pretty easy to think oh that she probably didn't even donate that uh sum to st jude's
0: but if she did she made sure she got a receipt because yeah. it wasn't really a gift to god it was a loan until the government could pay her back on her taxes
1: pretty much
0: that's a little harsh isn't it
1: i like it though i,
0: I got gotcha. you <laughs> That's the problem. You know, we've gotten to a point even in society where we paying our tithing is we want to make sure we pay it into a 501 C three to assure ourselves that we get some reimbursement from the government for what we gave God who we worship. Yeah. I mean, I know this stuff is kind of harsh and I know there we're the hate mail is going to yep. flow, bro. I mean that that's, that's okay. If you want a tax break, I'm down with that. I really am. I mean, I'm good with that. I, I don't like paying the government any more than I have to. I believe you're the one that always refers to tax as theft.
1: <laughs> yes, I I am fairly opposed to taxation. <laughs> yeah, that that's
0: fine. That's fine, but my point is is when it comes to our gifts in the church, it should be gifts.
1: Exactly. Our
0: tithing should not be a, a on a reimbursement program.
1: How how often have you gotten a birthday present and then given someone back? a portion of it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's the most important thing that we can start giving and the, the thing that we give the least money, we can always make more money. So how precious is that in a gift? It, it's not that precious. Cause we can always get more. Right. But I tell you the one thing I cannot give more of is time. Mm-hmm. When I am giving my time to a person that makes a difference. Now, the thing is back on our subject, with this person saying, I'm not going to give because I don't agree with the sin of this person. I would say, have you evaluated your own sin? Mm-hmm. Yet God gives you how much? I, I disagree with homosexual <clears throat> lifestyle. <clears throat> I don't believe it's natural. I And I don't believe it's supernatural. I just don't. I don't agree with it, but it does not mean I cannot love a person that is in that lifestyle. Exactly. And that,
1: that ties back into what Jesus was saying back with uh, uh, you're looking for the speck in someone else's eye, and you got that giant log sticking out of your face.
0: <laughs> that That's <laughs> yeah. just your nose. That's, <laughs> that's the message
1: <laughs> translation for our more conservative <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
0: Well, one of the things is, man, is that before you all send us emails that say that we and give me all the list of the scriptures that condemn homosexuality. I'm just going to say, check your heart. And uh, I and I do not disagree with the Bible, but I say for you, check your heart. Would you would you take a look at this situation? And say that 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 child needs to suffer. Or that child needs to, because the parents are not living right, that child should go without. In this country, we are big on screaming. Especially, and I don't care on whichever political side you're on, they'll get to screaming about protecting the kids at some point. But the truth of the matter is, that's only when it's convenient. They're Mm -hmm. using them to get what they want for political gain. The media uses them. The uh, one thing that, that happens out of an article like this is Christians take it on the chin for one person feeling the need to speak up without using their brain.
1: Right. And that's just it. And, and I think any logical person would look at that and think this is an outlier that this is not the norm of, of your general Christian in America that most of us don't think like this.
0: But the problem is, Jonathan, is that when I'm down on the prison yard, they do think we all think like that. That's the sick thing. yeah. I mean when I when I'm talking to a Wiccan or I'm talking to a Satru, For those of you that don't know what that is, that means an Odinist, a person that believes in the north gods. Or I'm talking to a humanist, which is I spent a great deal. I spent two hours on the yard the other day with a humanist. They believe that all the church does is point its finger and condemn everybody. That we do not even know what we stand for. And then when I stand there and explain it to them, they're always stunned that I actually understand the Bible. They don't understand the Bible. But on the other end of things, what they are is they believe all of us are small-minded people. And the media has helped push this along. So is the political powers. I mean, I'll give you an example, and I don't mind calling her out on her stuff. When Hillary Clinton goes, well, let them cling to their Bibles and their guns. Well, honey, I've got both in this room. But I'm going to tell you, we are not small-minded people. If you truly are following Christ, if you are stepping out there, that means you've got to risk some things. And that means you're going to be around people that aren't necessarily exactly perfect. Because I tell you what, if if anybody wants to dig into my past or even my present, you're going to find I am not perfect. Jonathan thinks I am, but I am not.
1: <laughs> wow, well, you know, I I just figured you tried to fashion yourself after me. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heaven help us both if that's the case. But the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to people, can we show love anyway? Mm-hmm. Can we take a look at a situation and see where Christ is calling us to it? If she felt led, this is my thought, if she felt led to give that amount of money before she looked at anything else, what prompted her? It it had to be one of a couple of things. A, it was, I'm going to get the big pat on the back. Or it's B, it's the Holy Spirit saying, this child needs your help. But then you interceded and overrode holy spirit Mm -hmm. in order to say nope because they're all doing all this wrong we cannot see into a person's future and we very rarely know the person's past
1: agreed it's one of those things like it it astounds me at how much we assume under disguise of like oh we're being spiritual
0: (laughs) that's called discerning (laughs)
1: Well, wow, I, I get discernment, but a lot of us No no
0: discerning really yeah. means finger pointing. Right. <laughs> it means I don't like you and I discern that you are being a pain to me.
1: Right. So but I, I think we get stuck on like looking at the outside and, and that goes back to Jesus yelling at the Pharisees again, you're you're nothing but whitewashed tombs where you look great on the outside but on the inside there's nothing but dead bones. And I think we so often we think we're better because we made different life choices or we're better because we have this degree or we're, you know, fill in the blank. When in reality, we're just in different positions and people are all the same regardless.
0: Couldn't could not could not agree with you more. Now, go to uh, if you grab the Bible and you go to second or excuse me, first Peter chapter 2 verse 17 it this is a verse that you know i read off to guys in jail all the time it says honor all people let's just think about that for a minute it says honor all people it means we show respect and i would feel that in this situation the person was disrespecting people okay they were overlooking this where they had a chance to build a bridge they ended up setting one on fire I ain't saying that I've got to stand there with a with a a person uh, of any faith on the other side screaming at me and take it. Wait a minute, Jesus did that all the time. The other thing is that he stood on what was right without condemning everybody. Let's go to is homosexuality any greater or? Is it worse or better than any other sin?
1: I honestly don't think so. I
0: think, I think <laughs> sin is sin. Yeah. I think, I don't care if you stole a stick of bubble gum. Separation is separate. You know, we have a tendency that we draw things, and I, if people could see me, they'd see me. We have one thing that sits very high and one thing that sits very low. Stealing, not that bad. Murder, that's pretty bad. But the problem is God's point of view it's looking down and they all look the same. Yep. He sent his son to die once.
1: For all of them.
0: For all of them. And like I say, the very first part of this sentence in First Peter 2.17 says, Honor all people. Show respect. Hold them in high esteem. Recognize that Jesus Christ also died for that person. The second thing is it says, Love the brotherhood of believers where we pour our love is between brothers and sisters in Christ because that should freely flow. But when we're dealing with outside world, what we have to do is show people Christ. And he told us they, that they will know us by our love for one another. That means the believers. Not by our judgments of what is right and wrong on the planet. And then it says, fear God. And you know what you put fear into? Fear is <clears throat> what you will actually believe 100% of the time. You know, people say, don't tell me worry won't doesn't help. Don't worry. But I'm going to tell you. Everything I worry about never comes to happen, so worrying must mean something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a that's a bad joke. Okay. On the other it's end like of things, a
1: trailer park Yodaism, right there. right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just because I worried about it, it went away. But here's the rest of this thing. Here's the rest of First uh, Peter two seventeen. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood of believers. Some of your Bibles will say love the brotherhood. Fear God. When we put fear. From God. That means. It tells us that we. That is the start of wisdom. And the reason that that is the start of wisdom is because. What we fear will actually always be in control of us. You don't jump off of the cliff without the parachute because of fear. But if you knew God was going to catch you and you feared him more, it wouldn't be a problem. And the last thing, it says, honor the king. In some of your Bibles, it says, honor the emperor. But I want to tell you, it has a little k and a little e. The king is Jesus Christ, but in this case, it means the government. And what God is calling us to do, and what Peter is telling us here, is that we need to fear God meaning he's in control of us but we need to honor the law of the land we don't always have to agree with it we don't always have to stand by it but on the other end we always don't have to answer for it either at the end of days but when it comes to it let's bounce to the very first part of the sentence it's said to honor all people and when we disrespect people when we stand up and get in their face because we don't like their lifestyle instead of just letting that go to help somebody, that causes a problem. And I think what got your blood boiling, and you straighten me out if I'm wrong, but I think what got your blood boiling, had that been a 30-something-year-old, it wouldn't have bugged you. But it bugged you because it was an 18-month-old kid. Yeah, that was definitely a big part of it. And And then... they transferred the condemnation of one the parents to the child and made it a generational curse like it couldn't be busted,
1: yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate summation of a of uh what was happening with me when i I found out about that
0: you know we're we're at a point right now in time, Jonathan, where people are trying to. Change what the meaning of things are. I mean, we saw today. You and I both saw today that Chelsea Clinton was trying to say, "If you uh, trying to stop abortion is non-Christian. It's it's very Christian to get an abortion. That is what Clas- Chelsea Clinton said. Okay. Now she said it with her own mouth. There wasn't anybody dubbing anything over. It wasn't written in an article. She said it. True. I agree. So what, it, what we're starting to see in political parties right now is they're trying to change your definition. They're trying to change your mind of how things work. I mean, even when we hold up the Word of God, we hold up the Bible. Do you pay attention to the Bible you buy? Do you read through and see if things become footnotes or mm-hmm. there are some things that have been completely removed? I mean, there's a lot of this stuff going on right now. Yep. And there's actually a move right now to have all of the things that they find offensive, the term slaves, the term homosexual, they are looking at uh, having all of that stuff removed from the Bible to make it less offensive. Yep. But let me tell you what, truth is always going to be offensive. It just is. Mm-hmm.
1: So on that uplifting note, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as as we come to an end on this episode, how how do we uh, look at issues like this in a better light? Like, what should we be doing when we enter, encounter issues like this?
0: If from what angle, let's talk about what angle we're going to come at it from. Like, if we're coming at it from the angle that we see this child needs help, you need to weigh into your heart and go, God, irregardless of the parents, irregardless of everything, ask the Lord, what do you want me to do with it? He says, I want you to help, you help. I mean, either he's Lord of all or not at all. Okay? When it comes to when we see people like this, the other thing we got to do is pray for them. But we also get an opportunity to choose who we affiliate ourselves with. And when I'm around people that are very two-faced, or uh, I, I tell people this all the time, I'd rather have the drunk guy stumble into my church, sit down next to me, drunk as all get out, and listen to the sermon. I know where he's at. He's looking for help. Rather than the person on the other side of me that's undermining and lying about people, Mm -hmm. cheating on his wife, doing whatever, and hiding his stuff. I'd much rather deal with this. But you know what? They both need prayer. They both need help. We love them both, irregardless. Because I'll lay out the old Bert-ism on you. I love you, and there is nothing you can do to stop me. And Jesus loves you, and there's nothing you can do to stop him either.
1: I can try. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You you know what?
0: You can try, but let me tell you something about love. The opposite of love is use. Right. Okay? But love is also my choice, Mm -hmm. and you cannot change or take away my choices. Exactly.
1: Yep.
0: Well, send all your hate mail to Jonathan and leave me out of it. (laughs) And God bless you all. And remember this I do love you, and Jesus loves you, and there's nothing you can do to stop either one of us. My name's Bert Eldridge.
1: And I'm Jonathan Bergeron.
0: Till next time, stay in the wild. Rocky Mountain Drug Testing, Casper, Wyoming. Serving the greater Rocky Mountain region, 307-315-5858. If you have employees that you are under suspicion, need to do pre-hire, and need to do post-accident, this is the outfit to call. 307-315-5858. Rocky Mountain Drug Testing.